Hey, so uh, I got an email this morning from uh, from Schedulicity, and um, we've all heard about uh, Schedulicity Pays, and, and we've heard about uh, Schedulicity Cares. Um, well, Schedulicity sent an email, and, and they're changing the game once again. And um, with the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on, we actually have the CEO of Schedulicity, Jerry Natuno, um, on the line now, and he's going to kind of uh, tell us uh, what Schedulicity is up to. So, Jerry, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Excited, as always, to uh, talk to you guys. Thanks, man. So, uh, just tell us what Schedule City is doing and 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 how uh, how they're helping out uh, Schedule City users. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. Obviously, we're in some very challenging um, and unprecedented times, uncharted waters. Most people have never lived through anything like this, and um, I think even more incredible the fact that it's almost changing by the hour. Um, however. Um, as we um, are all going through these times and trying to figure out how we're going to navigate, uh, you know, through this, through the, the future to see what, as, as things unfold, um, you know, it became very apparent to us that some of the people most affected by this, uh, you know, um, this craziness are, are our people, right? Our business, because our businesses are people who make a living um, by providing services and teaching classes, mm-hmm. you know, hands on. Um, you know, human contact. And um, I started to hear this last week, some of the hardships that people were already facing, not the least of which was a phone call from my daughter, um, Lauren, who, you know, recently became, you know, an, an esthetician and started her career in October. She called me on Thursday and she's like, Dad, I don't know what to do. You know, half of my people canceled today at the last right. minute. And she was upset. She said, you know, uh, what do you think is going to happen, Dad? You know, remember, this is a 22, about to be 23-year-old um, young woman, and she's, you know, this is craziness to her. And so, you know, she said, Dad, I don't know what to do. If this happens, you know, I don't know if I can pay my rent. And that was really, I couldn't sleep the whole night trying to think about, you know, just knowing how, you know, our our community is being affected. And so I called together my leadership team um, the next morning, and I said, you know what I want to do? I want to I, w- I want to give Schedulicity to all of our users for free for the next three months. Um, tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me how we can make this happen. What can we do? And my entire team worked tirelessly, including Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, eleven people on the Zoom call at eight in the morning um, to figure out how we could get this happening. And so we basically have suspended charging any fee for the next three months for all of our businesses, um, you know, to just try and help people get through this time. Not only that, but we, 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 we turned it on. So, so they, they could go on and start turning on all kinds of things that they weren't using before, like automated marketing and things like that, you know, to try and help, Mm, um, with these times. Um, and so anyway, uh, we made the announcement this morning and, um, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, really positive um, response from people. And, you know, it's the least that, that we can do. Um, you know, I, I think I told you the very first time I met you that um, we're proud of our company. We're proud of what we do. But at the end of the day, we want to be, you know, we want to be judged by the impact that we have on people. And I just felt like in these, uh, you know, trying times, um, this is the least we could do. Well, you know, once again, i um well, thank you for that. And, and I'll say a big thank you from the industry and, you know, all those that uh, get to use Schedulicity. And um, 
you know, just, just Jared, just thank you. And, and, you know, you, you told me that you guys want to make an impact on people and, and you've done nothing, nothing but prove it, you know, every step of the way, or you know, every time you guys have a new initiative, it, it's how you can help the industry. And, you know, from the industry, from Tony and I, from, from our entire hairdistry team, thank you very much. Thank you for all that you do. I appreciate it. We're always here for you, my friend. Look forward to seeing you in, uh, in person soon. See you soon, Jared. Thanks, bud. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tom. What's up, man? What's up, brother? So, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about, well, listen, our DM has blown up about this, about this coronavirus thing that's going on. And, um, you know, although we appreciate everyone reaching out and, you know, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? You know, certainly we're not the experts. No, and, 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 and you know, because uh, we do talk to a lot of experts, we thought it was, it was fitting to, to bring someone today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the number one question that we get is, you know, what the hell do I do with my business? So um, with that being the question, then, you know, we, uh, we're going to bring on uh, Peter Mahoney and Heather Bagby. They're the president and the vice president of Summit Salon Business Centers. And, you know, for years and years and years, uh, Summit has been the like consulting company or the consulting business when it comes to, well, business. Yeah. And, and we've had a lot of them on here giving, you know, excellent professional advice, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they've done their homework, they've done their research, and they are truly the experts. They are the experts. And um, what's great, too, is we just printed it out, but they have a great, great resource on their website about, you know, what the hell do we do? You know, and, and I, think they, I think they answered a lot of those questions. So, you know, enough of us. Let's kind of get in. And, um, you know, we have some questions, too, from Instagram that, that, that will uh, we'll get answered as well. But let's get in with Heather. Let's get yeah, so we'll, we'll get into those at the end of this conversation yeah. if they don't uh, – Get to it first. That's perfect. Sounds awesome. So, Mr. Peter Mahoney and Heather Bagby, welcome um, to your day off, and, and thanks for like you know making this last minute time for us because uh, you know listen the industry's uh, the industry's hurting right now, and I don't think anyone knows where to turn. Yeah, we're uh, uh, first of all our, our pleasure to be on to help. You know, obviously we're as concerned as everybody, being salon owners ourselves. Uh, we're definitely in uncharted waters, and. Um, you know, I think at, at any time in crisis, you know, the fear of the unknown is always the greatest fear. And so the more you can uh, be proactive, plan ahead, put a process in place uh, that you can follow, try and stay as calm and rational as possible, uh, that's the key. And so that's really our focus now is, you know, is making sure um, that we protect the health and safety of our people and our clients. But at the same time, you know, I just want to remind everybody that these steps are necessary to try and control the spread of this virus. But the truth of the matter is 80% of people who contract it have very little symptoms. It's like the flu and then it goes away. But, you know, people who have compromised immune systems and the elderly are at high risk. And the real problem here is that if we don't slow the spread of this, the health system simply can't handle the number of people who are going to require medical attention and respirators. That's really the issue here. But for the average person, I think we have to remember that the risk of, you know, serious uh, health is not really uh, there. So these measures are preventative more than anything else. And I think we have to keep that in mind um, as we're working through this and try to manage our stress level because you know, I think uh, a lot of, there's a lot of reaction to this um, and we just have to keep a calm head and follow the process. And that's really what uh, Heather and, and our team at SSBC have been working on is, you know, let's, let's take a rational approach to this. Let's do everything we can to minimize the social and the financial um, impact as we work through this, because it will pass. 
um, you know, we're going to get past this. Uh, we're very resilient people and we're going to figure this out. That's awesome, Peter. I mean, that, that, that's, that's great headspace to be in, right? Yeah. But, you know, so, so Heather, man, what have you guys been up to? What, what have, I know you guys have been working endlessly for the last, uh, I don't know, five days or something or since <laughs> this thing broke, but, uh, you guys have put together some good resources. So, uh, just kind of tell us what have you guys been working on and, and, you know, how are we, uh, calming people? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just to reiterate what Peter said, one of our, our mantras at SSBC is the leader always has to be the calmest person in every situation. And, you know, I, I definitely understand that, you know, we're in some space where it, it feels very scary because we don't have the answers, but since we don't know exactly what's going to happen, I think preparation is everything. So we sort of have been working on a resource checklist, which I know you guys downloaded, um, everything from thinking about alternative schedules for your team. We know a lot of, um, obviously all the schools are closed, so we have a lot of parents inside of our companies. Um, if people do want to enjoy services at this time, then you know maybe we need to look at some difference in our evening hours. Uh, we definitely put out a bunch of resources on small business administration, uh, the Department of Labor, um, scripting, uh, social media recommendations, because I think, uh, as you guys know, based on the venue that, that your podcast is in, uh, we need to be careful and, and really choose our words. We talk a lot at SSBC about intelligent verbiage at all times. I think right now that is probably one of the most important things that we, we could follow. So we put out a whole list of social media best practices. And we're also working internally to arm salons with good verbiage for their guests as well as their internal team. And the thing that Peter said, which is what SSBC believes in, is that we believe in people first. We always talk about we grow people for a living. And quite frankly, our people are our biggest concern. So we want to make sure that any professional in our industry is working in a salon environment voluntarily because they feel good about being there. Just like I think you guys would agree, we want the guests to feel good about being there. So we've created some sanitation protocols as well that we feel, you know, could really make sure that that environment is where it needs to be. Yeah, we, um, we were just reading over those two and like, it's just such great practical um, advice. Uh, Heather, can you kind of give our listeners like where, where these, uh, where your, you know, the preparation, um, uh, what are you calling? I don't know. Can, where can they find it? Checklist. Yeah, yeah the absolutely. Checklist. So if you go to summitsalon.com, and then it's slash get hyphen prepared slash. It will take you right to that resource. Um, alternatively, though, if you just go to summitsalon.com, it's going to pop up on the home page. Um, it's going to say get prepared. So it's very easy to find and it's very accessible. And, um, you know, these resources are open to anybody in the industry that would find them useful. Yeah, I think everyone's going to find them useful. That's a thank you guys for doing that. And thank you for making that. You know, Tony and I were talking about you know, we've been talking since we started this podcast, you know, our, our, our whole uh, thought about this was, was to bring our community together as a community. And, and, and I'm just giving you guys high fives and, and thank you for making this available to everybody. Cause you know, we certainly know that summit is a subscription based um, program and just to open this up for, you know, for the entire industry. Thank you very much. Yeah, our pleasure. Something uh, that's not on the website yet, and uh, we we'll probably will prepare this and put it in there, is, is a cash management checklist. So I wanted to just touch on that briefly because in the event that we have to uh, shut down all non-essential services, which is happening right now in some communities in Canada, which means salons are being forced to close, 
then the question is, how do you survive this? So I, I would encourage salon owners proactively to make that assumption now and take a look at their cost base and say, okay, if I had to close my door today on a monthly basis, what would it cost me to stay in business? So what are the things that are still going to have to be paid? Um, I would encourage salon owners to lean on credit. So in other words, you know, they may have to de defer the payment of their utility bill, but at the end of the day, what is it they're going to have to pay? And if, if that is, you know, $10,000 a month, then if you got 20 grand in the bank, you, you could survive this for two months. But if it's $50,000 a month and you don't, then you need to be thinking about that right now. And so, for example, if you have the ability to extend a line of credit with the bank at 3% interest versus putting this stuff on a credit card at 19% interest, you should be contacting your financial institution now and trying to figure out what avenues are available to you that are going to be most cost effective. Uh, talking to your staff and being honest with them, if we have to shut down, um, what's the availability in their state in terms of unemployment insurance? Is there a waiting period? If employees can go on unemployment insurance immediately, then you may be forced to take advantage of that because I doubt the average salon can carry their payroll for an extended period of time. So this is going to take a high degree of you know, cooperation and teamwork from everybody involved um, in order to, to get through this. Because my, my feeling is, and you know, I'm an optimist, but I, I really believe that you know, this could go on um, beyond a couple of weeks. It could go on for a couple of months. And so I, I think you know, we, want to, we want to plan for the worst case scenario and then hope it doesn't happen. But I think now's the time to be thinking about these things, not when they're on top of us, right? We got a little bit of time here to really try and figure this out on a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, and, th and th those were the questions, a lot of the questions that we were receiving, um, those type of questions, like one um, person said, hey, I have a new business, I'm still paying off debt, how do I protect myself? And obviously, if uh, uh, you take those measures, that will help greatly. Yeah, and I do feel like the entire economy is in this situation. It's, it's not just us. It's every industry out there. It's every small business out there. It's every restaurant out there. So, you know, I, I'm confident that the federal government is going to step in and they're going to have to do something. But we all know the kind of bottleneck that's going to be created here. I mean, administratively, access to these uh, opportunities may take months. And so even if, um, even if funding is available, it may take time to access it. So I think you got to be prepared for that. And, uh, you know, ask yourself the question, what, what, what's within my control right now that I can start to take advantage of um, to protect myself and my business and my people. Right. So Peter, I mean, like I know as, as we're talking, the bill hasn't passed the Senate um, in the U S here yet, but there's a bill that's on the floor uh, this morning about, um, you know, uh, uh, freeing up funds for the SBA to, uh, to give out, to give out loans. Now, would your recommendation um, be that, you know, you get in on those loans, even if you don't need it in the immediate time, because at some point the funds are going to run out. And like you said, there's going to be a bottleneck. So would your recommendation be just go ahead and apply for those loans and, and, and see what we can I, do? I would, I would hundred percent, especially if you can pay them off, you know, so if we get through this and there's no consequence, you don't need the cash, you can pay the loan off. Yeah. Because uh, to your point, if, take advantage of it now because the funds will dry out at some point. I would also shut down all unnecessary spending immediately. Um, I would shut down all credit card spending because you can little afford to be uh, incurring debt at 19% interest if your cash flow is going to be um, in, you know, muted at some point. So 
Yeah, every little thing you can do to conserve um, funds is going to be essential at this time. That's great advice, man. Um, Heather, so what, um, back to like, back to like the scripting and stuff it is, is kind of like the overall thought about the scripting is just to stay calm. Yeah, of course. I mean, we've given some specific scripts for uh, the front desk team to utilize as well as the salon teams. So just, you know, assuring people that the companies are taking additional measures and sanitations, um, assuring people that if they feel more comfortable rescheduling their visits, that we support that. Uh, waiving all cancellation fees. I think that's very important to participate and, you know, let's support our community as well as our team. Um, but having said that, working to reschedule those guests, even if they have to be rescheduled again, because the more we can obviously get them scheduled for future visits, then when this does start to um, alleviate that we are ready to take those guests back into our salon companies. That's great, man. That's great advice. So how about the employee? Like, you know, we have one uh, salon owner reach out. And he goes, how can I take care of uh, or help take care of the employees without putting myself in a, in a bankruptcy risk? So he, he's really concerned about his guys, but, you know, he doesn't really know necessarily how to help them. Yeah. Uh, in the United States, I think one of the things that there is a resource on our list, and it's um, with the Department of Labor. So if they go to uh, it's dol.gov slash coronavirus, um, there are some measures that are being put into play um, for federal unemployment because of this particular instance. And they basically set up three different categories. So one is if an employer temporarily ceases operations due to COVID-19, preventing employees from coming to work. So that would be if a company decides that they need to close. The second is, what if you have a staff member who's quarantined with the expectation you know, of returning to work after it's over? So they, there's a measure there that they would qualify. And then an individual leaves employment due to risk of exposure or infection because they need to care for a family member. So not necessarily they've been exposed, but they can't risk being exposed because they have to care for other people. Um, but as we all know, in the United States, the, that's the federal unemployment stance. Now, each state has a different requirement. So I would really encourage that salon owner to get on that Department of Labor website, go on to their state portion of it, and take a look at what those options may be in the, in, in the event that any one of those things might occur to see what they could do to allow their team to maybe a temporary layoff or a temporary leave of absence so that they could go apply for that unemployment. Oh, I didn't even, you know, I didn't even think about the unemployment angle, you know, when, when, you know, everybody's been talking about this, I, I didn't even think about that, but that's certainly an option, isn't it? Yeah, but that even takes some time. Yeah, right. It, it does. So I think we're, as Peter said, we're a little bit in some uncharted waters because we don't know what the delays would be in that particular situation. Um, and we certainly don't, don't know if every state is going to jump on board, although it's looking like that's a that's a possibility. So information is everything. Um, definitely, before making any of these decisions, we'd really encourage salon owners to to do their homework, get on these sites, and make sure that when that's occurring, that they know what all of their options are. It's just so. It's just there's just so much there. So, I mean, let's in worst case scenario, you know, let's say, and Peter, you said that there's some people in in, in Canada that are already doing it. Worst case scenario is that. You know, you get quarantined or the government says that you can't work. I mean, like, how, how do we keep our business open? Well, if, 
it, not it, open as far as the doors open, but you know, how do you, how do you continue on as a business? I guess is the question. Yeah. I mean, look, we're in, we're really in uncharted waters here. Um, you have to reduce, I, you know, we call it the burn rate. In other words, if the business is closed, what's it costing in cash flow to make, to, to keep it closed? So in theory, you know, you still got to pay the light bill. You still got to pay the landlord. Uh, quite honestly, I think what businesses are going to do is they're just going to defer making those payments as long as possible. But, you know, let's be clear, there, there's a limit to how long this can go on for before, it, you know, it's going to start to cause uh, some serious havoc. Um, the amount of aid that the governments are coming forward with is enormous, but even they have a limit at some point. So the trick is, though, you know, we have to remember this is this is not an airborne disease. It can only be passed from human to human. So quite frankly, the faster everything gets shut down, the faster this thing goes away. Um, and that's really what it's about is if we trickle it down, then we're going to continue to proliferate the spread of it. And so as dramatic as it seems, you know, I, I read something recently in Italy with that outbreak. They had a massive outbreak. They quarantined an entire city. And I don't think they've had any new cases outside of that city. So isolating it is really the key. Um, but you're right. I, I don't think you can, we couldn't, I can tell you right now, we couldn't afford to close our business, you know, for forever. That's for sure. Um, so that's why we're conserving cash. We're cutting all unnecessary expenses. We're asking our people, you know, as our business slows down, we are going to be forced to lay people off and uh, have them take advantage of the government aid that's available. And we're all going to be sharing in this pain to some extent. Otherwise, um, I could say it to you this way, if, if we only have to deal with our fixed cost base when we're closed, we can sustain the business for much longer than if we had to, to deal with the fixed cost and the labor. Hmm, and right. so if it's about survival of the, of the company or the salon, then everybody's got to understand that and take advantage of every resource that's available to them to try and sustain this as long as possible. I know I have clients that reach out and say, Hey, are you, are you still open or what can we do to maybe help you? I mean, could I steer them toward like, maybe like, you know, gift certificates or, you know, things that is bringing money in at the time now, so it can help me cover costs. A hundred percent, you know, selling a future gift certificate would definitely generate revenue. And that might be that, you know, I love that idea. That might be something that we would be definitely worth exploring. Right. Yeah, I mean, at least it keeps the cash there a little bit. Go ahead, Heather. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think we've we've got some summit salons that are they're sending out opportunities for people to purchase gift cards and also just offering things like the opportunity that for to prepack retail goods and you know they could just come to the door and get them and we can take care of purchasing them over the phone. You know, if people aren't comfortable coming in the space. Um, so wholeheartedly, and I love what you said, you know, what a beautiful thing that some of your clients are reaching out to you saying, how can I help? You know, I think, I think at the end of the day, we are so fortunate to be in an industry where not only do our employees make good decisions about, you know, their own livelihood, their families, but our clients really care about us as well. So this is a time to say, hey, yeah, you know, that would be a wonderful gesture if you'd like to purchase some gift certificates or gift cards. I don't know. And, 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 and Heather and Peter, I don't know where Summit stands on like discounting um, um, services, but let's say we get through this in six weeks and like, you know, all of us, you know, it's not just hairdressers that are impacted by this, but the entire community is impacted by this. And like, you know, if, if, if you live in a community that might not be able to afford your services anymore, how can you kind of like curtail those costs um, to your, uh, to your guests? 
Yeah, so I think it's twofold. You know, one thing is, is um, I think right now we need to be uh, very, very uh, careful about how we're offering different promotions and different things. So, you know, just uh, take a look at those social media best practices that, that we put out uh -huh. uh, because, you know, there is a little backlash too that you guys may have been seeing with businesses that are choosing to stay open. So right now, um, you know, talking more about safety and sanitation, but most importantly, just uh, following a very clear set of guidelines. But yeah, when we're coming out of this and people are getting ready to um, come back into our businesses, then, you know, it, it's definitely going to have, we're going to have to look at our, our budgets to see how much we can offer. But mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I think that um, when we come to the other side of this, we've got to have the heart to give to get, you know, we need to help everybody in our community as much as, as we possibly can. And if that means offering, you know, some, some different marketing initiatives that we weren't planning, then, you know, to me, I think it would be wonderful to start thinking about how we can encourage people to come back in um, when we're at that point in time. Mm, I love that. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's say we all get shut down, right? Like our business gets shut down. What, like what, what practices that can we do to be more proactive for our business and during a shutdown than being reactive during that, during that shutdown? So if we're sitting at home, what can we do to kind of like be proactive in our business? That makes sense. I think so. Do you mean in terms of messaging that we would get out or? No, I just mean like, you know, what can you do to, to, to continue to strengthen your business? Like, you know, whether it's like, uh, a f I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but you know, whether it's like continued education, online education, if it, if it, if it's, you know, to do a Tony Robbins thing or, or what, do you guys have, you know, any suggestions or ideas or, you know, spend more time on the summit website or anything like that? Yeah, if you're talking about the salon professional community, um, absolutely. You know, we, our trainers, um, obviously, we we have a lot of classes that are that are planned. We do about 284 classes throughout North America every year. So, you know, we're moving into some virtual capacities, and uh, absolutely, we're going to be encouraging people to, you know, this. Listen, if if somebody's not going to be in the salon company, this is a great time to maybe shore up some of those skills so that when they jump back in, um, they're ready with. Uh, just a, a refreshed attitude, maybe some um, things that they can put into motion right away. I love that. I also think, um, you know, what Heather said earlier about the leader has to remain calm. I mean, I think communication. So even if you're shut down, we need to continue to communicate with our teammates. Um, we need to have, you know, be empathetic of their situations and we need to try and sort of triage um, how we're helping people based on their circumstances because you want to maintain that community um, whether you're open or not because you need that community to come alive again at some point in the future so i think hunkering down your host and not communicating is not the way to go i think the leader of the salon needs to make sure that they have a voice whether you have a private facebook page and they're posting on it every day um you know and, and being encouraging and talking about ways uh, you know whether it's a virtual staff meeting and just to check in and see how everybody's doing um, I think all of those things are really important because you really got to create a, uh, and maintain a sense of community out there. Even if you, you can't be physically present, there's no reason you can't be doing what we're doing right now and just checking in with your team and seeing how everybody's doing and supporting each other. Right. Mm. That's uh that's perfect. Yeah. And it, it, would it be okay if we, uh, we post links and stuff like that to all these uh, materials that, that are. Yeah. You know, 100%. You know, 
Um, in addition to that, if they go to that get prepared portion, uh, they can actually click to be notified when we add more resources. So if they want to put their information and they feel comfortable sharing their email, then we'll notify them as we put additional resources up. That's awesome. Thank you guys. And yeah, it's it, it, as much information as we can get to, and to that's the thing is to keep everybody calm or just to keep everybody just moving forward as a community. And, and you know, we, we are here for each other and to help uh, with, with, you know, guys like you guys that, you know, I mean, you, you do this for a living, you know what I mean? You help people in our industry on a daily basis and you help coach them and you lift them up and uh, we just need to keep having this conversation. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I would ask too, uh, Peter and Heather, and I'm going to do it on the spot in front of, you know, thousands of listeners, but you know, <laughs> once, once we start to get, once we start to get through this, can we jump back on and kind of give like a, you know, best practices to kind of like get, you know, to, to roll back out, you know, and, and, and what that looks like and what that feels like. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're all going to learn a lot from this and, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I think it would be worth having a follow-up conversation for sure. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> definitely. Um, we'll, we'll make that happen. Um, and then like, uh, where it gets a little sticky and uh, not to, not to point fingers, but, but moving into the future, like, like what, what, what is, what would you guys recommend as far as like what your, you know, resources are, you know, whether it's saving money or, you know, having, you know, three months of, of expenditures, uh, you know, saved in the bank? Like, like, what's your normal recommendation and does that change? Well, on our current resource list, as we have it listed right now, um, we're recommending people have a minimum of two weeks payroll. Um, and then hopefully, if, if our, our clients have been listening to us over the years, we've always advocated that they have a cash management policy, which, you know, they have um, several months of expenses and a separate savings account. But we did very clearly say on that resource list that if that's an issue for you, then they need to look into their small business loan opportunities. And as Peter initially said, contact their bank first, find out what their line of credit options are uh, because they may need immediate access to cash. And you know things have changed even since we posted this on Saturday. So we wanna make sure that people are, are putting measures in place to, as Peter said, let's hope for the best, but let's plan for this lasting a little bit longer than um, perhaps we wish it would. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Once again, guys, thank you so much. Thanks for spending, you know, this time with us and, and thanks for uh, putting some calm and some clarity, clarity out there for the industry. I know, um, I know this is going to be very well received. Um, and just, just thanks again. And let's, let's plan on, um, once this thing starts to, uh, to wind down, let's plan on coming back in and, uh, and figure out how to, uh, how to kick the rest of the year's ass. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so give our listeners, uh, one more, uh, opportunity to how to find you guys. Yeah, for sure. So if our listeners are clients of Salon Centric or L'Oreal, they can, their sales rep has information and they can also get it through the level loyalty site. So it'll be pushed out there. Um, if, if you're a summit community or non-summit community, it's totally open summitsalon.com. It's off of our homepage. They can click on get prepared. And if they want to go straight to the link, it's summitsalon.com slash get hyphen prepared slash. Awesome. 
Guys, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Uh, Heather, have a great class today. Uh, Peter, I don't know, whatever you guys do in Canada, do it. Looks uh, <laughs> like a nice sunny day from here. <laughs> yeah, that's just an image in the background, guys. It's actually a frozen tundra there right now. But uh, uh, thanks for having us on and thanks for helping us uh, spread the message. And, uh, you know, to all the listeners out there, uh, stay calm. Um, you know, make smart decisions and just uh, look after your safety and the safety of your teammates and your clients. And uh, we'll get through this. Thank you, Peter. And uh, you, you know that you guys always have an open seat with us. So, uh, you know, let's do this. Thank you. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>